0: This week's podcast is brought to you by Avast, a global leader in digital security and family safety solutions for network operators and their customers. The needs of consumers are changing wherever they are, wherever they go, whatever device they use, they expect their digital lives to be seamless, simple, safe, and secure. With over 15 years of experience delivering award-winning security solutions with network operators, Avast makes it easy for consumers to manage their digital life security using just one simple interface. That's security for all devices, wherever they are and however they connect. Let Avast help you build a safer digital world for your customers. Discover more at avast.com/partners. That's a v a s t dot com slash partners. Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. This is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading, and I'm joined on this podcast by Paul Brodsky, who is a senior analyst at Telegeography. On this show we'll discuss voice traffic on carrier networks and how that business has changed over the years, even though the business itself is still very stable and isn't going away anytime soon. It's getting smaller, though. We'll get into some detail there. Telegeography's latest estimates say that international over-the-top voice traffic reached 1 trillion minutes in 2019, compared to just 432 billion minutes of international carrier traffic. So the -the over-the-top voice traffic is exploding. We'll discuss the story behind the numbers right after this. All right, joining me on the Light Reading podcast today is Paul Brodsky, senior analyst at TeleGeography. And TeleGeography, if you don't know, they are all about uh, tracking and watching voice traffic. They watch uh, voice traffic data for 61 countries and over a thousand routes worldwide. Uh, welcome, Paul. How are you?
1: Thanks, Bill. Great to hear from you. It's uh, it's uh, the job is it's it's not quite as exciting as you explain as you uh, describe it, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it can be pretty hair raising uh, at times. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's 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 particularly relevant now um because uh you know everyone uh with COVID nineteen forcing everyone into uh uh social distancing and things like that, we're all working from home. The network is under a different kind of strain than it normally is, but uh there's a couple of things that have been consistent. Um and even though I, I guess even though people are using uh more uh UCAS and other kind of collaborative platforms like I you know my my work life for instance is all about Microsoft teams and WhatsApp for my international colleagues um, but I, I realized the other day that I very rarely make uh, a cellular uh, call for work uh, even though I use SMS a lot and it made me wonder like how much uh, the OTT uh, and other applications are taking over, uh international uh, voice traffic
1: yeah i mean the otts have certainly taken a chunk out of traffic There's still over our est- latest estimate 2018 was uh something on the order of 430 billion minutes of international voice traffic uh just on the traditional telephones both fixed lines and mobile as well so um okay. yeah the idea that somehow nobody's using their phone to call overseas is simply not true uh we're right right drinking a bit but um uh, it's not going, it's not going away any, it's not, uh, anytime soon.
0: So it's still more than what, f- four or five times what you would see on the OTT side?
1: Oh, no, no, The OTTs, we, we believe do have a majority now of the international voice track. Oh, okay. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the way, the way we come, we kind of back into these numbers, if, uh, if I uh-huh. could sort of explain how we come to to our, um, uh, our figures. Again, we, we have data going way back, and it shows uh, that on, on average uh, over the last you know, many years, um, we see a, roughly a, about a 13% or so compounded annual growth rate in, in international voice traffic. This goes back many, many years. In other words, every year, there seems to be about 13% more international voice traffic than the year before. That's been a fairly consistent trend. Um, and then the OTTs came along and we started seeing a flattening of that, of, that, um, uh, of that increase. And now we're actually seeing a slight reduction in the amount of traffic that the international carriers are, um, are carrying. But there's no reason to believe that people aren't still talking to each other and, and that, that traffic growth does not continue to grow overall. So we have made some assumptions where eh, maybe with the rise of texting and emails and uh, Mm -hmm. some other things that um, uh, maybe that 13% annual increase, well, let's drop that down to about 9% or so annual increase. And since we know how much uh, is carried by the international carriers, um, and that number is going down slightly, we can back into a number of what we think um, of how much we think uh, the OTT uh, providers are actually carrying. Um, I hope that isn't sort mm-hmm. of, a, again, another sort of a long answer to a, a short question. Yeah, I know. It... Yeah. So in of, we estimated in 2018 that um, the traditional international voice carriers carried about 460 billion minutes of traffic, whereas the OTTs carried close to 900 billion minutes. in 2019, our estimates are that um, the OTTs will carry about twice as much, actually a little bit more than twice as much as the traditional voice carriers. And again, that's based on what we think, you know, we think people are still calling each other and we know how much uh, the the voice carriers are carrying. So the difference roughly is what we think is coming from the OTTs.
0: What kind of business is it for the international carriers when, um, you know, just to use WhatsApp as an example, you know, when i You know, five years ago, I would have placed cell phone calls or or a landline call to my colleagues in London that work at uh, you know our our, uh, sister publications and stuff like that. Now i'm I'm just using I'm just calling them on WhatsApp or on Teams, so we're still talking. Just yeah. as much as we ever did, yeah. but uh, yeah. but using a completely different medium.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of kind of what I'm getting at. I mean, you're still talking to your to your to your colleagues and your friends and perhaps relatives or whatever overseas. You're just using a different technology, and some of the technologies are in, in the case of like Skype Out, which is a, uh, a computer to a you know regular telephone. I mean, the mm-hmm. internet carriers are still involved in that particular kind of transaction. They're still terminating the traffic. But in the case of WhatsApp, I believe it's it really is just a straight IP from one device to another, and so yeah, no, that is um, that is having an impact, no doubt. Now, now keep in mind, you're able you're able to use services like WhatsApp because you have a four G handset with you. Um, right. Yeah. A lot of people still don't have that. Um, yeah. And those numbers are dropping. The, the, the penetration of four G handsets is going up everywhere, uh, but it's still they're still not ubiquitous. So uh, there's still a market. Yeah, on yeah
0: that's a. That's a really good point. There's also the, 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 the function of, you know, they the, uh, revenue base that carriers are, are drawing from is just changing. It's mm-hmm. going from the voice minute to the data, mm-hmm. uh, you know, data use. And so while I still may be, uh, you know, while I may not be paying by the minute for voice calls, I am essentially paying by the gigabyte for data and eventually, uh, that, that adds up as well, depending on what app I'm using.
1: Yeah. And keep in mind, the, the, the long haul portion of those calls, again, for the international calls, is, is more and more of it is being carried over IP anyway. Um, you know, the traditional, what they call, uh, time division multiplexing uh, technology right. out there, that stuff was developed by the phone companies, you know, back when oh, that's all there was uh, mm-hmm. many years ago. And it really did one thing and one thing alone, carried voice traffic. IP obviously is much more flexible it can carry all sorts of stuff all at the same time. That's the whole point of IP. Um, and um, But there's still a fair bit of TDM equipment out there, actually. It's quite reliable. And until it breaks yeah. down, there's no reason not to just wring as much revenue out of it as you can.
0: Yeah. That's what I was thinking is I, 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 I wondering uh, when I was sort of asking like, what kind of business is this for them? I, I imagine that they're in that situation of, It's probably a continually shrinking business, just like you know, local uh, fixed line uh, phone calls. But it's something that'll probably never go away either, since they've already bought the assets and you know continue to monetize them.
1: And that's our view of it as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. What What is the in the fixed line world? um, Is there still a lot of uh uh do you do you all still track a lot of fixed line uh, uh, phone usage? Yeah,
1: those numbers—it's still out there. There's we have numbers on this. I think we're under a billion lines now worldwide. I could check, mm-hmm. uh, but no, those numbers really are coming down. Um, yeah, dramatically. But you know, it's still it's it's still counted in the hundreds of millions of fixed lines around the world. You know, yeah, like, you know, it's not like, it's not like, it's not like the, uh, you know, the, 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 ivory bill woodpecker or something. I mean, it's out <laughs>
0: that's a, that's a, a handy reference. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, when, uh, it's interesting. Cause yeah, the, the, that part is dropping, you know, is dropping off maybe faster, but back to, yeah. uh, you know, back to kind of the OTT apps. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see how, how much they've changed, um, the, the way we, well, I still want to say that not really the way we communicate, we're still making phone calls, but they're just going over, a. a we're just using a different mechanism to connect yeah. to, to the phone calls. Yeah. Um, yeah. how, how do you guys see that business, you know, evolving over time? Does, does, does anyone stand to, um, uh, uh, to see, you know, business growth in that space other than, in just the, you know, what they're doing now, you know, terminating traffic and that sort of thing?
1: It's a commodity business. It just is. And the, um, you, it's got, it's a scale business. And a lot of the traditional uh, 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 carriers have just, have just gotten out. You either go big or you go home. And so companies like Verizon, for example, have just decided the international long distance business is just not something they want to be in anymore. And so, you know, more and more, they just sort of turn over that traffic to you know international wholesalers who carry the traffic for them. Um, What was the
0: the milestone that uh, initial that uh, that OTT voice traffic has reached lately? You know, have has it sort of hit a uh, hit a hit a different threshold in the international uh, market? You mean in terms of volumes? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. To be honest, it's hard to know. Uh, They don't publish those numbers. Uh-huh. Um, it's, I mean, they barely publish subscriber numbers uh, um, because okay. a lot of these, well, depending on the company, um, some of these apps tend to be sort of add ons like Facebook, like, you know,
0: right? You yeah. know,
1: how, how much money does Facebook make and, or Google, uh, yeah, how interested are they? It's not like, it's not like they need to publish with their 10 Ks. How many, you know, how many voice subscribers they have because. I, if it's not a, I would exactly call it a loss leader, but it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not their main business. So they, they, they barely publish those numbers at all. So again, we kind of have to back into our figures for how much uh, traffic is being carried. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we, you know, again, we think our, I think it's a reasonable estimate that they're carrying about twice as much international voice traffic as the traditional carriers are, um, and but we don't. It's not like we see a doubling every year. I mean, it's a substantial increase. Right. But um, you know, I there's no reason. We don't have any reason to believe that international voice business is just going to stop anytime real soon. The PSTN is just yeah. too big. There's like eight and a half billion, you know, telephone numbers out there. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. That's a that's a that's a thing too. Is I. I, I it, it still amazes me the size and scope of the, uh, public switch yeah. telephone network, yeah. like how big it is, how pervasive it is and how, and of course still, still very reliable. Yeah. So, uh, um, uh, yeah, even though these things are, are, I guess, rounding errors in, in a larger business inside of Google there, yeah. <laughs> the, the voice, uh, voice business is still definitely a business for carriers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, uh, it, it may be you know may may be shrinking year over year, but it's still something.
1: Yeah. Oh sure.
0: Uh, Paul, thanks so much for uh, uh, for your insights and for uh, being on the podcast. Oh, I do appreciate I had,
1: it. I had so many more questions prepared to answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Actually, here's here's the the, uh, the worst interview question of all time. Oh, but I, but since I'm doing the interview, everybody will know it, It's my uh, thing. What's the question you wish I would have asked that I didn't?
1: No, the question about it's funny. The question about I mean everyone's talking about. COVID, of course god help us you know hope he's yeah. healthy uh, I, I, one thing i am kind of curious about is when we get around later in the year to re, to um uh, uh to surveying operators you know what, what are mm-hmm. we going to see any interesting or sort of funky blips in in traffic uh patterns i i i just oh. i don't know and i'm really curious to see that um
0: That is interesting because it's all coming from a different place now. It's instead of being centralized in buildings, one would think it's being more, you know, coming more spread out.
1: Yeah. I mean, the way uh, I was thinking is with, with international travel basically shut down, you know, are are we going to see a, are we going to see a a bump in international calling, you know, in lieu of, you know, Mm -hmm. traveling. So I don't know. It's something, uh, you know, just something I'm looking forward to seeing.
0: I'm interested in the whole, um, how this, when people, and and this, I could, you know, I'm kind of, uh, biased here because I've worked from home for so long, but when these Slack and teams and these type of collaboration platforms came along, um, and then integrated things like, you know, conference calling, you know, push button conference calling and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It, it made me really think like how many people are going to get their home office set up and then decide, Hey, I kind of like this better. Yeah. <laughs> and just and just stay right where they are. I I wonder what percentage of the uh the workforce that was forced home might might not ever uh turn up in the office again.
1: You know, so I, I am a case study in that I, I rarely have ever worked from home and I'm sort of forced mm-hmm. to do so right now. And I don't know, I've set up a decent little space here in our little in my kids' former playroom. Um the, the problem is, and I think a lot of people, like as people as you describe, if you have kids who's, who are home from school, I mean, mm, that yeah. would chase them away like, I'd never do this ever again. But, yeah, you know, yeah, similar scenario, but, you know, the kids are in school. Um, yeah, yeah. No, if once we, you know, hopefully this life kind of gets back to normal again the kids go back to school, I could certainly see myself working from home maybe once or twice a week it's pleasant here. Yeah. I'm going off and do a quick grocery run at lunch if I have to, you know.
0: I, I think that'll change, uh, you know, the, the put, puts a new importance on uh, broadband service and voice service in the home as well. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, no doubt. Maybe, no.
0: maybe, uh, maybe ha- hasn't been there in a while. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, Paul. Well, thanks so much. I, I do appreciate uh, uh, the insight and uh, we'll have you, we'll have you on again soon.
1: Yeah, I'd be great, Phil. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.
0: I wanna thank Avast for sponsoring this week's podcast. Avast partners with network operators around the world protecting the digital lives of their customers. With over 15 years of experience delivering carrier grade security solutions, you can trust them to help build solutions consumers can rely on to keep them safe today and to protect them against future threats. Let Avast help you build a safer digital world for your customers. Learn more at avast.com slash partners. That's com slash partners. That is it. That's our show. Thanks to Paul Brodsky at Telegeography. He's based in Washington, DC, and I do appreciate his uh, time and insights today. Thanks to our producer, Tian Fu, for making us sound so good, even when we don't. Thanks to all of you. there listening because if you weren't paying attention we wouldn't be able to get away with doing all of this at work or at home (laughs) because that's where we all work now please do tell a friend to subscribe and thank you very much for listening to the light reading podcast